podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback Four Daily for Friday the twelfth of July. Um this one today or this evening is brought to you by Carlton. Um Carlton, some of you may know from uh, Twitter, some of you may not. If you don't, uh, get on there at Carlton81 or www.goldstar.co.uk. Carlton does brilliant, brilliant artwork. Um, if you go on there, you'll, you'll see everything he does. He's, he's, um, he's top, top notch. We will have a prize from Carlton next week to give away. But if you're, if you're ever stuck for any sort of Liverpool artwork that can be, be put in your living room, your, your hall, your stairs, up the stairs in the kitchen wherever you want the offices wherever you want uh, Carton is your man to go to his stuff is top top notch um, on tonight's show I have with me I have the host of the cup table and good friend of mine Peter Phillips Peter how are you? Very good thanks Gav uh, how yourself? Yeah not bad not bad um, getting back into it now we're doing this show for nearly nearly two weeks now um, it's going quite well people seem to like it um, we're getting loads of people throwing in loads of comments which is always good um, but uh, good. yeah it's it's good the football is back um, that month or so that we had off seemed to go really really fast but no it's really good it's really good Um as you know, Peter, what's going to happen is we're going to we're going to have a chat here. We'll we we'll get into a few different things as we go along. I get your opinion. I get mine. I get the people who are commenting in. They always throw loads of random stuff at me, and I get your me and your opinion as we go along. Um, but first things first, um, Peter, I'm going to ask you. And we we spoke about this last night. But first, first, um, first outing of the of the preseason last night away to Tramier, uh, six a six nil win. Um, did you watch the game? What did you think of it? Yeah, I did see the the majority of the game. Um, yeah, it was it was a good start to the preseason, wasn't it? With uh, two two different starting elevens in, in each half, and obviously in the first half, Brewster looked uh, looked really sharp, didn't he? His first chance we we've, we've had to save him really since um, since he signed. So um, playing first team football, that is. I thought he looked really good, and and the lad Larucci at left back. In a, a solid performance, who's getting up and down the line well, and looks like he could be one who could um, push a claim for the being the understudy to uh, Andrew Robertson. But Lewis come on second half as well, and he, he didn't do himself um, any harm at all either. He, he played really well, and 
some of the other lads have played second half as well. Uh, Jones chipped in with a goal, didn't he? Bobby Duncan um, done really well as well. So, yeah, I thought it was a good start, good solid start to the pre-season. And obviously it's it's a chance to see these these young lads at first hand, isn't it? And, and what the future of Liverpool is going to be looking like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm with you on the LaRucci show. I thought Lewis done really well to to keep the pitch really, really wide, a bit like what Robertson does. Um, I think LaRucci was a little bit let down by Kent. I think Kent was playing his own game last night, whereas if he'd have been a bit more, um, he used to, if he watched what was going on around him a bit more, he would have been releasing LaRucci, and that's actually better than trying to do it all on your own, because if Klopp sees that you understand how Liverpool play, especially the first team, there's more chance of getting in there. I thought Kent was a bit... He was a bit playing his own game last night and looking after himself rather than than trying to fit into the way Liverpool play. Which I really, it's 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 a good start to the pre-season. There wasn't. Would you agree? There wasn't. Uh, there was plenty of standouts last night. Would you agree? There was nobody there in the 22 or 23 that played that you thought, oh, he wasn't up to it. They all looked. They all looked okay for the first first um, pre-season game. Yeah, yeah, the old one. Well, no, nobody had a had a poor game, if you like. And I think it's just uh, it's about these lads taking their opportunity, isn't it? The, the, throughout the season, obviously, when the, all the first team players come back, the, the chances are going to become less and less. So it, this is their their chance now in pre season to to put themselves in front of Jurgen Klopp and say, look, I'm one that you can you can count on for the season. So there was um, obviously a few first team players around them as well. With, with I thought Joe Gomez done well as well in the first half. He came out and brought the ball out, probably 30, 40 yard run, and before he laid it off for the for the pass to Klein, um, for him to score. So yeah, but but going back to the the original point, this is this is the perfect opportunity now for for the likes of Harry Wilson and Ryan Kent, uh, Keanu Hoover, who also done very well in the second half. Um, it's it's a chance now for all these young lads to say, look. I'm ready, and um, and you can count on me for the for the coming season if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just before we go on, anyone that's watching this on on Twitter, uh, Periscope, YouTube. If you're on YouTube, um, you're probably just watching. Make sure you subscribe. Anyone you know that you want to subscribe, go and do it. Tell them to subscribe. With regards to Twitter, just share the broadcast. Um, share it around. More Liverpool fans get to see it. They get to watch. We get more comments, and then you yourselves can you know grill me and and uh, Peter. Peter's taking half the blame tonight for the grilling that we're going to get. Um, but <laughs> but uh, just just one one player that's been um being mentioned there a couple of times. Uh, I think Paul Tabley was one of them that's mentioned, and he said Hoover was the start of the show for him last night. And um, we had a big discussion on this on our on our WhatsApp group last night. Here, uh, um, this guy looks to me. Like a Rolls, Rolls Royce, as they say, a Rolls Royce of a, of a footballer at seventeen years of age. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, most definitely. He's he looks like he's bulked up a little bit as well, doesn't he? During the during the summer months, and since he he, he made his debut at Wolves back in in January, he's um, he he looked a lot slighter than it, and now he he looks a lot more broad. He's put on a little bit of weight, and he looked very very solid and. Going forward, his touch, his his passing, just everything about him, he, he seemed to to do with ease. So, yeah, ju- just I know a little bit about the background of Hoover as well. I know the club looked at him for, for it was gone eighteen months to two years. The, the the scouts were back and forward looking at him. So he he was one that's been on the radar for a long time, and I know that they, he was really really interested in 
and once they got him over the line, he, he was he was one of the standout performers since he since he came into the academy. He went, he went straight from the 18s up to the 23s, and then within no time, he, he was training with the first team squad. So I think his talent is there. It's obvious for everyone to see, and the lad's got a really really bright future ahead of him. Yeah, just on um, a couple of people I mentioned there, Sepp van der Berg and what's going on there with him not being able to play last night and he's not able to play on Sunday. I think the the, the transfer might have only officially went through over the last day or two um, and registration and stuff like that. So he will be available for America if once anyone's asking. Uh, Andy Young, a good friend, Andy Young is asking me to get on and give us a song. Um, now, that won't be happening, Andy. The reason I'm laughing is I've listened to your last five voicemails on um, on WhatsApp and they cracked me up and that's as far as I'm going with that. Um, but just the, the main focus on this, Peter, for this show, and it will be until the transfer window closes, is names coming in, names going out, different things like that. Um, you know, uh, I think it's Daniel there says Pepe or Dembele or Fekir, who's it going to be? You know, there's plenty of names being, being, um, being linked. For you, though, Putting all this aside, if we were to sign one player realistically for you, Pierre, first of all, I suppose, do you think we'll make signings? Um, and secondly, if you were and you were to pick one, who would it be for you? Well, yeah, to start off with the the, the original point is, do we do I think that we'll make signings? Uh, I think it's pretty much a must. We we must make signings because one or two injuries and the squad's not look, looking as squat, uh, strong as it would be with like it did towards the end of the season if you like when we had an in for fully fit squad so I think it's it's vitally important that we don't stand still this summer other teams are going to be making signings and I know we have got a very very strong squad world class players all over the pitch but I just think we still do need that that one or two extra bodies one or two extra players that, that can come in and, and cover if you like and and start games when other players need the rest. So I think it's it, you're looking at somebody across the front three, aren't you? I think Klopp and, and Michael Edwards would, would be looking at somebody who who can play across all three of them positions, really. So you're going to need somebody who's versatile, who's um, who's fast, quick, and 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 knows where the goal is as well. So to to improve on what we have is going to be is going to be very very difficult but I'm sure that, that them two are out there and, and all the scouts and the, the transfer committee have, have got players who, who, who they like and, and could come into that in, and fit into that project if you like um, and also a left back is another one with, with Alberto Moreno not leaving the, the club in the summer um, we talked about LaRucci and Adam Lewis as possible backups, but obviously they're very, very young and um, not much experience. So if it, if Andy Robertson was to get an injury, you're looking at Milner then, aren't you? Um, Joe Gomez, which is taking players away from other positions in 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 the squad. So I think it's it's vitally important that we do get one or two in. I think with Barcelona now signing Griezmann. Dembele is, is possibly one who, who could be on the market and it's been said by Jurgen Klopp hasn't it before in in one or two press conferences when it was mentioned his name he actually he said didn't he oh no yes I'm interested so Dembele is a name that's been linked with us in the past and he's one that fits the bill for, for the front three positions but are Liverpool in the market to pay what is he going to cost 80 to 100 million pound for a player who's, who's possibly going to be in and out of the team, I think you're probably going to be more looking at somebody around the twenty, thirty million pound mark. Someone 
maybe from the French league. They've been linked with a few players, haven't they? I know they've been linked with uh, Maxwell Cornet, the, the Leon striker, and um, a few others. So, yeah, I think th- there's players out there, and it's it's one of them. We just have to wait and see what the what the boys come up with. Yeah, like I'm glad you mentioned a couple of players there because they're ones I want to I want to get into. Harvey Elliott is one that's been linked with from Fulham. Um, he was spotted at the game last night. Um, I think it's it's one of those where it looks like Liverpool will sign him. Um, someone makes a point there: can he sign a professional contract at 16 years of age? Um, I'm sure he can. Um, maybe maybe there's something in that. I'm sure he can. There's talk of that happening. Um, you know, the, the Coutinho stuff won't go away, Peter. Um, you know, for me, I, I put it on Twitter today, and it was me from the Trippers account to put it out saying I had a, a little theory I had was that Griezmann moves. Um, Neymar needs Neymar needs to come in uh, for Barcelona if they really want to do that. I I see Coutinho going to Paris Saint Germain, and I I think Dembele is the odd man out. And I think it could be a case of Dembele being their main target if he ever comes available and Pepe probably being a backup. That was just something that popped into my head today because we've discussed Pepe a hell of a lot on this show over the last week and a half since we started. But it could be a case of Liverpool just keeping their powder dry and seeing what happens at the likes of Barcelona because we have said for the last week and a half that you know it's it's um it's going to take one or possibly two big transfers for this whole window mm. to be blown open. Um, and it could be Barcelona that blow it open on their own with what they try and do. Um, Kev O'Sullivan says he saw it on Sky it's going to be a tribunal with Fulham for the fee. Yeah, that's fairly standard practice, I think. Um, um, Daniel says a professional contract can be signed only at 17. That's another point. It could be, it could be something that could be a, a little, not an issue there, but you know, if you have a 16-year-old and you want to bring him in, he can't sign that contract, but they'll still want the tribunal. So it's stuff like that might come about. Just on Coutinho, though, uh, he's, this link won't go away now. You know, There's a big row going on between Barcelona and Atletico Madrid now because Atletico were saying that, no, you should have paid €200 million. Euros. That was the buyout. You, you know, it's not the 108 or €120 million it is mm. now. Um, the Barcelona looked like they might have pulled a stroke here. But um, surely, Peter, if, if they bring in Griezmann, and they do go and try sign Neymar. Um, actually, you know what? Forget Neymar for a minute. They've brought in Griezmann. The, for you, is Coutinho or Dembele? Would they probably have to go? Um, possibly, yeah. I, I think that Philip Coutinho, he, he's the one who's going to have his nose pushed out first and foremost, isn't he? With with Griezmann, there's been talk, isn't it, that he's took the number. Seven jersey, which which Coutinho wears, so obviously straight away there, there's there's an issue, isn't there, with between Coutinho and and the club. Dembele is is another one who could get get his nose pushed out. So, um, in my opinion about Coutinho coming back, my own personal opinion is I'd, I'd take him back personally in a heartbeat. Everyone deserves a second chance for me. You, obviously, you, the, yeah. the, the way the way he left the club was not. Um, didn't cover himself in, in any glory whatsoever, didn't he? By by saying he had a back injury and um, basically dug his heels in to get the move, didn't he? And but obviously it's it's not turned out very well for him out in Barcelona. He's been getting booed by the by the fans over there. He and he was warned by Jurgen Klopp, wasn't he? That if if he goes to to Barcelona, he's just another player in the team. Whereas he stays at Liverpool and there's possibilities they'll build a 
him in the future because he, he was that much loved by the by the fans. So I, my own personal opinion is he's a he's a fantastic player. He's world class. He's something that that any team in the world would, would benefit from. So it's it's whether Jurgen Klopp sees that um, sees it the same way. You might you might think now that he doesn't want to play. Who's who's done that to him in the past? Who's who's caused trouble to to get himself a move away from the club? Or he could turn around and say, "Look, we'll have a chat with him and see if he's prepared to give him a second chance." And um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with with, with Barcelona and and the, the, like you say, the domino effect of of the Griezmann going and the possibility of Neymar going. This, like you say, this this could like kick off a transfer window over the next few days and few weeks if you like yeah and Barry Carr makes a good point there he says that um, Coutinho for, in his opinion is, is is off out of Barcelona and we could do it for the least amount of money it's a fair point because they still they would genuinely still owe us a lot of money um, yeah from from the contract from the deal we done with them what 18 months ago 18 months ago yeah 18 months ago um, <clears throat> so it's 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 one of those where if we were in a position that we wanted them back and I spoke about this yesterday it would all be down to Klopp and probably senior players were in the squad being consulted on this but it's it's um, it could be one where we could do for the least amount of money because of what we're owed but I think oh, genuinely I think Dembele is the one Peter um, just looking at the, the way it's the way it's going to go I think PSG would like Coutinho they like a Brazilian flair player, you know the kind of way. Um, I think that could be the deal that that sends him to Barcelona with Neymar coming in the opposite direction. Um, and I, I think Dembele is left at the odd man out. It's fairly well documented Dembele had problems at Barcelona. He was late for training. He was, you know, there was a few issues there. I might worry Liverpool fans if, if Klopp was to go and get him. But you mentioned earlier Klopp liked him when he was at was it. Was it Lille he was at? I think it was Renz. Renz, sorry, Renz. He's there and he goes, they wanted him then. He goes to Borussia Dortmund. When it looks like he's leaving Borussia Dortmund, Klopp makes them comments that he's a massive fan of him. Um, And now I think think if Klopp could be happy with the squad he has, but I think if this pops up and this becomes available, I think Klopp goes back to the FSG or Michael Edwards and says, listen, I've always wanted this guy. He's available. I know what he can do and I know what I could do with him. I think I think this one that could really happen. Do you think am, am I am I running away myself here, or do you think it it could be a situation where Klopp is waiting, really, really waiting to see what's going on with him? Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's pretty much a case with with the transfer situation at the moment. I think Liverpool they're ready and waiting, and they're waiting to see if anything comes up. They're they're, they're ready to react at any any given time, if you like it. I think it's it's been well documented by all all the local journalists like James Pierce, Paul Joyce, they've, um, David Maddox. They've all turned around and said, haven't they, that Liverpool aren't, aren't necessarily in the that's well they're not in the transfer market for a for a massive window. Um, you're not going to see the likes of over a hundred million pounds spent like like the previous summer and and January on Van Dijk. I think it, it's going to be a lot more more conservative this summer. But if anything does come up, they're ready ready to react and um, I think that yeah like you say they're keeping the powder dry but if if anything comes up for their liking like you say like a Dembele or or someone like that then they're ready to ready to move it at any given time really yeah I think you see that's my thing and I think whereas Liverpool going back a couple of years ago would be quite hesitant in the market and they would they would nearly be two steps behind other clubs 
they know they have the money, they have the contacts, they have the, the groundwork probably being in place, you know, especially from Klopp personally towards Dembele over the last couple of years and the comments he's made. I think this is one they could act on fast. Um, it was uh, Chris says there he can't see PSG accepting Coutinho plus cash. Barca would need more money. Yeah, they probably would, but you see, if they get Dembele out the door for a decent price, they can put that towards wherever else they have. Um, and they could probably do something. I think if Barcelona wanted it to happen, I think it would happen, um, especially with Neymar, because Barcelona look like they're trying to do a massive change in what they're trying to do, and they're probably trying to future-proof a little bit for for Messi when he does eventually, you know, well he doesn't look like fucking, um, going, you know, he he seems to be at a peak and he stays there, but they're probably trying to future-proof for that. Um, Kevin Sullivan says Dembele was forced. He forced his way out of Dortmund. Lazy at Barcelona. He's a bag of trouble. Yeah, that's probably the one big issue that comes up, Kev. That's being honest with you. Um, you know, but I think, as I said, if Klopp really wants this player and feels he can do something, I think he would. Chris asks, Peter, what's your thoughts on Bruno Fernandes? Um, I presume as a player or as a possible signing. I leave it open to whatever um, way you want to talk about that. But Bruno Fernandes, Peter, what's your feelings? Yeah, um, just before I go Bruno Fernandes, there's um, what's been reported in the, in the likes of the Liverpool Echo and, and other newspapers is that the, the Liverpool Transcare, Transfer Committee sorry, have been working two windows ahead. So basically what we're doing now, we're, we're looking at, we're getting the players that was, that was looked at the previous summer and we're looking at players now for, for next summer. So this, this Transfer Committee and the people involved that are, are that far advanced that they, they know exactly what they want and which positions and the stats for players will will add up in, into their, their profile. And if, if that player uh, comes available, it might not be a player who you've never heard of. It, it could be someone who's who, who's completely off the radar. You just you just don't know who, who Liverpool are chasing at the moment and that could happen at any given time. But um, as to Chris's question about Bruno Fernandes, I think he's a, a player who's... He's highly rated, isn't he, in, in Portugal? I think he, he got a fantastic amount of assists and goals. I think he was captain of um, uh, Sporting Lisbon as well. Also, um, he's a player that's that's been mooted with transfers to, to Liverpool, Tottenham, and uh, Manchester United, amongst other clubs. But not seeing, to be honest, I've not seen a great deal of him. I've obviously watched the little clips of him on um, on the YouTube scouting videos and things like that. So from what I can see, he looks like a, a very gifted footballer, can hit a ball from long range, uh, takes a great free kick and someone who can open up defences in. Somebody who probably does fit the profile of, of what Liverpool are looking for from, from a midfielder. It's just... Does Klopp see, see the need for, for that sort of player to come in when, he, when he's got the likes of Cater? Um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jeannie Wijnaldum, Jordan Henderson, um, Fabinho, all, all, all for these midfield positions. Does he see, feel the need for for another one? Um, in my opinion, there's enough room for another midfielder in there because Keita struggled with injury, hasn't he? Lallana struggled with injury. Um, Henderson now and again, he can't, can't play two games in, in a week apparently. Can he due to his, his his foot injury? So struggles at times. So in my opinion, there's room for another footballer, uh, another midfielder, should I say? And um, Bruno Fernandez is is one that, that I think that if he was 
available at the right price, then certainly uh, Liverpool would be be have one eye on the situation and ready to react, like we say, at any time. Should should the need for for something for somebody like him come available, then yeah, they're ready to go. Yeah, there's loads of names being thrown in here. Depoy, Ericsson, uh, David, David Neres, um, Keegan says he thinks Neves from Wolves will be a great addition. Um, Maverick says we're taking the transfer committee strategy too literally. They're flexible if circumstances change. No, that's exactly what, what we mean. Um, they would have plans in place, and like Peter says, they're probably working a year, 18 months in advance um, because this is the groundwork that's put in. But like you said, Maverick, it, they are flexible. And if something comes up, like at Dembele, they will absolutely go for it. Barry Carr, I could not agree with Jamal. He says, uh, son from sports. Um, I would absolutely go and on with about four days left in the window <laughs> and throw a massive bid in for him. And not, listen, if you get him, bonus. But if you don't, let's rock a big boat and rock it as much as we possibly can. That's what the likes of United's done over the years. Chelsea's have done. Um, Arsenal's at certain stages. City definitely. Yeah, I would absolutely be all over that, Barry. I couldn't. It's probably the, the comment I agree with most since I've started this show. That is the one that I would absolutely do. Paul Tabley says it's. Oh yeah. And it's something where Liverpool are probably in a position now to do that. The way that the, the squad's being built and coming off the back of a Champions League victory, second in the league, 97 points, ready to move on onto the next level once again. I think the. Liverpool's stature, if you like, is is one of the highest points in, in world football. So for us to go in and and try and get somebody like like a son out of out of Tottenham, and um, we're in an ideal position to to try that, if you like. So there's no harm in trying, and um, he's a player who, who I think as well will would do fantastic at Liverpool. I listen. I I would I'd be all over it. Um, like Barry said that, and I I read the comment, and I just couldn't wait to agree with him. Uh, uh, Chris says that LFC have been scouting Fernandez for two seasons. I, I yeah, Chris, I'd say that, and they'd be scouting a hell of a lot more than that. Um, you know, uh, Paul Tavley says Zayek would be a super addition. Zayek is a strange one. There's a buyout clause there, apparently around twenty five million pounds, and nobody's taking it up yet. Um, it's it's small money for Premier League clubs, and most most Premier League clubs. Um, it's surprising that nobody's gone in and done anything with Zayek. But um, Firmino, as God says, we aren't signing anyone, let's be honest. Um, I, I tried to get an answer up here at the start of this, and he, he gave me a load of names. I'll ask him again before the end. I want the number of them, how many we think we will sign. And we don't include the likes of Harvey Elliott and Sepp van der Berg. Um, <clears throat> some will cost at least £70 million, which we don't have, or we do have. Um, if, if that came up, and I think... If let's be honest, if Dembele come up at seventy, we'd have it. So I think we'd have Son for seventy. I just don't think Daniel Levy would Levy would, would play ball. Um, he likes to save face a hell of a lot. I don't think it'll work. Um, let me see. I do not. Uh, one reason we should sign someone top class is because our stature is so high. Says Damo. Yeah, absolutely. That's like me and Peter have said there. That we're so we're so on a high, and you know. Our value to, to players at the moment is so high. Um, you know, it's it's the time, and I always said it from a position of strength, you strengthen. And right now, um, you strengthen from that position. And if you need to bully a club, go and bully them. You know, this is what all the, the top top clubs do. They bully. You know, and um, I'm not saying go down the, the, the way Barcelona do, and you say, oh, go injured and stuff like that. I'm talking about putting 
a big load of money on the table and going, can you, can you, can you like refuse this? Most clubs can't. Um, it's it's really like that. But Peter, um, we'll finish up in a minute. The, the comments have been flying in here, which is great to see. Um, <clears throat> so Peter, I'm gonna ask you again. I want an answer this time because I won't let you away with it. I'll haunt you on Twitter if I have to. You know the <laughs> way I am. Um, just give me a number. Signings between now and before we play Norwich, how many do you think? Um, obviously taking into to account the the lad from Fulham, Harvey Ellis, he's obviously going to be coming in, whether it's for the, the under-23s or for the first-team squad, well, that remains to be seen. But um, adding him into the equation, I think they will bring in another two after him. So I'll, I'll say there'll be... Um, There'll be three players signed before the the Norwich game, in my opinion. I think it's it's far too important for us now to to um, to stand still in this transfer window. And it's if we if we're just going to go with the the front three with Origi and um, Young Brewster as the the backups, I don't think Klopp really wants to to play with fire that much. One or two injury suspensions here and there could could see see us. Um, Struggling in then forward positions like we did last last season when I think Genie Wijnaldum played up front in one game, didn't he? And Cater had a little spell up there. I think he's going to want that much more um, covered this season. He's going to want someone who's who's a natural in them positions, someone who can fill in without without the need to be told um, tactics and things like that. And they're going to know the job before they even go into that role. So yeah, I'm going to say. Um, Harvey Elliott plus another two players, in my opinion, will, will probably come in. Yeah, it's, it's a very um, that's a very very uh, popular answer. A lot of people have said too. Bar Firmino is God on Twitter. Who says zero? Um, <laughs> I, I I know what he's doing there. He's, he's setting his sights really really low. And if anything happens, it's a bonus. I completely understand what you're doing there. And, and listen, you're you're more than within your rights to do so. Um, Keegan says he doesn't see anyone signing that walks into the start eleven, it's about squad depth. Now, I get what you're saying, but if you do if you go and get someone and they and they train well enough and they play well enough and they're entitled and they, they should be in the in the um in in the in the starting eleven, whether it be ahead of anyone so be it. Um that's the way I look at it. Uh prep the sun conversation for the the fat back forgab. Listen, Barry, if I let Grizz and Mac go off on the on the signing of Son, uh, Grizz will tell me that he's he, he, he's been doing the deal for Liverpool with regards to Son, and Matt will just tell you that the deal <laughs> is done, full stop, because Matt's completely fucking off his rocker. But um, yeah, no, look, it's it, we'll have to see. Last thing, um, Pierre, I'm gonna ask you, Brewster was probably the, the the major standout there last night because of the two goals he got. I thought he was really good in the ball. Um, he held it well. He he. He distributed well. He gets the two goals. Um, he looks like he's going to get game time this season. Give me a number goals per, this season. All competitions. Just give me a give me a guess. Ryan Brewster. Yeah. Um, well, you're probably going to see him. At, I think they're probably looking at a minimum of between 15 and 20 appearances in in, in the Premier League, whether that's off the substitute bench and maybe starting games later as the season progresses and you talk, and if we get a run in the, in the League Cup, in the um, FA Cup, plus possible Champions League appearances, I think they're look, probably going to be looking at between 25 to to 30 appearances, maybe 30 is probably a little bit too much, around 25 appearances, so it's, it's games to goal ratio for for the 
academy sides and for his international teams, 18s and 19s, whoever he's played for, um, is pretty good. He's like a one, one and two, one and three striker. So I'll go for, I'll go for the eight, eight goals in all competitions for, for Rian Brewster, uh, next season. Okay. Kevin Sullivan says, hope he makes 20 appearances and eight goals. Um, somebody says 12 <laughs> goals. Uh, Brewster will play in the cup games. I absolutely agree with you, Chris. But I, think I can't I'm... see the comments, by the way, so I, I wasn't copying. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, you, they were actually typing this as you were talking, so it was alright. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he gets, do you know what? I'm gonna agree with this lad here, and I'm gonna say 12 goals in all competitions. Um, I think, I think he will get chances. I think especially if we're, if we're controlling games and he gets to come on for 20 to give lads a rest, and he's fresh, and he's, He's hungry. I think he can. I think he can bag a few. So I'm going to go with twelve. So if anyone watching or listening, I'll be double figures. Yeah, it'd be great to for him to see to get getting double figures this season. Barry Carr says Brewster gets twenty three. If Brewster gets twenty three goals, Barry, um, <laughs> then Bele can stay in Barcelona. We don't need him. That's being honest. But look, um, that's been the fat back for daily. That's been us for Friday night. We will be back tomorrow night. I have another guest coming on. I'll confirm that tomorrow with you. Um, but it's good to have a guest on. You know, you bounce opinions off each other. And, you know, all these comments coming in, you're getting... There's more and more opinion. That's all we want. More and more opinion. Some arguments, some agreements. We we don't mind. Throw abuse in there. We don't we don't really care. Um, you can do what you like. Um, that's, how we, that's how we run things. But look, that's been us. That's been the Fatback 4. Thanks a million to um, Carlton. 81 on Twitter who brought the show to you today um, www.goldstar.co.uk if you need to see any of his stuff he's absolutely top notch really is you'll see next week when um, I show you a few bits that he's done and he puts a prize up um, for, for for somebody to win he's absolutely spot on um, yeah that's been us Peter thanks a million for joining me and I'm sure I'll get you on in the next week or so again yeah yeah, pleasure. Thanks very much, Gav. Cheers. Yeah, no problem. Um, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. That's been us. Talk to you later. Over now. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.